0: We stop trips to the loo when you have runny poo and give nutrition tips for your lady bits. We got sarcasm and sass. And be sure to ask us all your questions. Hello, and welcome to the Snarky Nutrition
1: Podcast, a podcast where we find bathroom humor to be very funny, but we also talk about more than just shit. There will be cursing, there will be sass, and it may not be for everyone. We provide evidence-based nutrition insight, and our personal and professional work experiences. And I'm Tessa. I'm a clinical nutritionist in Denver, Colorado, CNS pending. Woohoo! I work with Meg and I have my own private practice, Tessa Occult Nutrition, where I see clients virtually. How convenient. And I help people with disordered eating, autoimmune conditions, and hormonal imbalances.
0: Totally. Uh, I'm Meg. Uh, I am a licensed dietitian, nutritionist in Chicagoland, and I do not see people with hormone issues. No. Um, The areas that I enjoy are mental health, nutrition. So for things like anxiety and depression and ADHD, uh, and also GI issues like IBS and IBD and celiac and GERD and all the fun GI stuff. And I also see people with a spattering of different autoimmune conditions. So let's get into today's episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mark of the week, Meg? Oh, I feel like all I have is snark right now, but we're, you know, uh, fairly well into pandemic. So there's just a lot of snark to be had. Do you have a good one?
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree. There's a lot of snark to be had. So mine is, you know, this week and the past few weeks is that diet culture and pandemics don't go together. No. And I had a friend send me a message today about she saw somebody that was on Facebook Live, giving people meal planning ideas and exercise ideas because, just because we're in quarantine isn't a good excuse to let yourself go.
0: Oh, I have so many thoughts about that. Wow. You know, yeah. I, don't, I don't get it. I, I really don't get it. Are people just that tone deaf or, or that lack of trauma informed? have no clue what people are going through it just seems crazy to me to think about like oh don't let yourself go while people are quite literally dying and being infected moment by moment and you're like oh my gosh if the worst thing that can happen to you if the worst thing that happens to you is you gain some pounds okay great you didn't die yeah
1: Agreed. Um, It definitely makes, it's been making my blood boil and gaining weight um, at any time in your life, you know, depending on, you know, what you're experiencing can be a really normal experience and uh, adding shame to an already really uncertain and scary time. Uh, it's just really mean. No, and I think,
0: yeah, yeah, it's very tone deaf. It's, and you know, the thing that really strikes me is we are in a situation of restriction right now like i think most of us are feeling it more in the toilet paper area than maybe the food area but we know from numerous studies right that restriction when there is restriction we as humans you know we say oh my gosh we can't get a hold of whatever and we have a tendency to protect ourselves by eating more of something else this is just what happens and it's not a big deal it's not a forever and i just wish the diet culture would give it a rest because i just can't even
1: yeah now is not the time no i don't think any ever, yeah i don't think <laughs> any time
0: is the time but really not now
1: <laughs> yeah e-
0: exceptionally not now yeah Oh, anyway so i so, imagine
1: that's going to be our snark of the week for
0: weeks to come yeah probably it's not going to stop anytime soon but that's mm. all right that's we'll we'll, yeah. we'll take it as it comes we'll call it out yep So, what are we talking about today
1: uh we are talking about
0: constipation oh it is maybe not my favorite gastrointestinal complaint but it's up there
1: i mean do i even want (laughs) to ask what (laughs) your favorite one
0: is (laughs) i think my pun went really really flat there (laughs) it's up there no no, Oh no, no, no clearly no. <laughs> Sorry guys. We're out of practice. We took a couple of week pandemic pause and, um, and we are out of practice. That's all right. Okay. Not a good one. Not good. All right. Anyway. So let's talk about what we look for, you know, how to kind of assess, um, safe treatment options and, and we might even give you some homework. So uh, out of curiosity, have you talked to anybody that's had a, a poo routine change during this whole weird work from home kind of scenario?
1: I mean, I've talked to myself about it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I generally work from home as it is. Yeah. It's like going to coffee shops to do some other work as it is, but I have noticed a change. Um Because my food intake has changed Uh, and my activity has changed. Yeah. Um, So I have, I have noticed some differences happening. Yeah. Uh, And it's just something to be mindful of, right? Like, oh, this is curious. I wonder where this is coming from. Do I need, am I drinking enough water? Am I drinking more coffee than I
0: normally do? Yeah. Am I eating this totally different foods that are really stopping me up? That's a decent thing to yeah. be asking. Or, you know, the other thing that it always can be anytime there's GI anything, stress and the GI system just, boy, they love each other. So this is a hugely stressful situation. It would not be remotely uncommon to see changes just due to stress. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're going to talk about this poo problem. And then at the end of the episode, if you're interested in talking uh, in purchasing any of the supplements that we talk about, uh, there will be a link for you to do that. So, all right, let's do it. Do you have any personal poop stories that you would feel free to share? I
1: have, I do have a personal poop story mm. and you know, you and I have talked about this a lot and you know, there is a, real fear amongst people with pooping Mm -hmm. and that a lot of us have to overcome our fear of pooping in public places. Mm -hmm. And I was definitely not one of those. I was one of those that could not poop in public places. And when I went to my college orientation, I didn't shit for a (laughs) (laughs) week. We had to stay in the dorms and, you know, you're installed next to people that are strangers and I just could not handle it. So I didn't poop for the whole week and my parents came to pick me up at the end of it. And I was like, we have to go back to your hotel because I feel like I have shit in my throat. I'm so backed up. And I remember my mom, like my mom was so excited to go out and walk around the town uh-huh. we're from a small uh-huh. town and this was like a cute mountain m- mountain community and we had we spent an hour in the hotel <laughs> waiting for me to finish going to the bathroom because it wasn't like a swift release right I'd been holding that shit in <laughs> uh, and I, I did learn something <sighs> from that experience like we gotta work on some things because I'm gonna be living in this place for a mm-hmm. year and you are going to have to poop and you're going to have to poop when other people are around. It's true. So Yep. Um, I'd like to say that I, you know, have, I feel a lot more comfortable pooping in public
0: these days. Okay. That's good. That's good. Yeah. And I, I don't <laughs> laugh because, well, I laugh because it's hilarious, but I also laugh because I too had that issue. I think a lot of people have that issue. And my, uh, I was a really good child in high school. I can't express to you how much that statement is true. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) And yet, uh, I did very strategically, cautiously, and secretly use the faculty bathroom at high school when I had to poop, because it just was embarrassing. Yep. Right. Did. Yep. I, I
1: remember in high school, like, people would be pooping, and they would, like sense that somebody else came in and they would lift up their feet yeah! so that you wouldn't <laughs> no! see their shoes Oh my God. Stall. yes that's how much people like are worried about being like
0: judged for pooping oh my gosh uh, okay so tessa okay i'm gonna say something that's really embarrassing but i'm saying it so i have grown out of this i have but definitely high school college okay here we have an issue did you ever time your poop with someone else flushing no <laughs> <laughs> That's just me, <laughs> yeah, okay. well, I didn't hold it for a week, so there, <laughs> yeah, right, We all know a oh,
1: weird poof, um, I have tried to like cough through some oh, movement, how does
0: that work though uh, I mean, you're coughing while you're that seems hard yeah, I...
1: yeah well. <laughs> oh okay. okay. <laughs> we gotta okay. reel it in. Because we could probably talk about these weird quirks all. Okay, day. fine,
0: fine, fine. So let's go into let's go into the serious nutrition stuff. So what is constipation? Please do tell me. Well,
1: so you know, I would say that it that varies from person to person on what they feel like is constipation for them. I know for me personally. I go, you know, a few times a day. So if there is a day where there's no movement happening, I feel it. And, you know, I'm wondering like, huh, what's been different about today? Mm -hmm. So it's important to kind of ask people, you know, what is their normal? And um, are they, you know, are they straining? Um, Is it painful? How often are they going? And what, you know,
0: what's the baseline that they're coming from? Yeah. I definitely think for me, if somebody comes in and says that they're not going at least every other day, I definitely am going to dig into it a little bit. Even if it's easy to go, I'm still going to be curious about things like, are you eating enough? Um, You know, so it's not that I necessarily think that's abnormal, but, you know, if you're not at least going every other day, I would start to be curious As a clinician, maybe not as an individual, but as a clinician, you know, I would, I was, that would definitely be one that I'd be like, all right, we're gonna, we're gonna investigate a little. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, So, yeah, investigating whether, you know, are they eating enough to make a bowel movement? Uh, Or, you know, are they making bowel movements and it's sitting there? And we obviously don't want that to be happening.
0: Or drinking enough. Because, I mean, I, Eat totally that is something that I have noticed you know during this whole work from home thing I had a routine when I was at work and it was a water routine I would between clients I would I usually have about 15 minutes between and that would be enough time to go to the bathroom and uh, get something to drink and you know finish my notes or whatever and I don't have that routine at home so I'm having to watch pretty closely to make sure that I'm just getting enough water yeah mm-hmm. But also things like eating enough, we said, like eating enough, just food in general, but more specifically. And,
1: and movement can play a big role too. So, you know, especially when we're talking about um, bowel movements changing, you know, some of us might be feeling a little bit more than we were used to prior to, you know, being in quarantine. Um, so sometimes getting that movement in can stimulate the GI and help with having
0: a Was it your movement. client that broke a foot or an ankle or a leg or something, and then all of a sudden was constipated? Was that yours? That was not that yours. Was not mine, I, no. So I talked to a lot of people, uh, other clinicians during the week, and I remember somebody came to me, and th- they literally had a client that I, I think it was like a ski accident, and they had broken – you know, something in their, in their leg and were literally kind of stuck on the sofa and they were constipated. And it's like, well, yeah. And they'd never been constipated in their life. And it was a pretty unpleasant discovery that this was possible.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Right. And then that, you know, they might be on painkillers in addition to not being able to move. So really being, compounded with some constipation. Absolutely. Any,
0: there's a bunch of new medications or different medications that can contribute which we'll talk about in a little bit. So what about, you know, pre-existing conditions? So let's say you have somebody that you're analyzing and they come in and they say I'm, I'm constipated. What are the other things that might be going on that might be contributing to the constipation?
1: Yeah, there's so there's a handful of things for us to look at, you know, in their medical history. If they um have hypothyroidism, um do they is there a family history of that? Or you know, are they susceptible to that? Um do they have experiences with mm-hmm. like IBD, um depression? Yeah. Have there been experiences of food poisoning? Oh, and periods
0: oh, too. That is always a shit storm. It is yeah. Uh <laughs> If you're a woman yeah, you do, know yeah. and you know I there people have such differing experiences my experience is it goes one way and then it goes the other so you get like some of both for fun um but yeah that's a good one that's a good one and then also bacterial overgrowth there's certain types of bacteria that can overgrow in your gut that can um kind of make it more possible for you to be constipated so all these things are are possible in terms of pre-existing things that we'd be curious mm-hmm. about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about medications? What things do you watch, watch out for?
1: Yeah. So for medications, um, <clears throat> your antacids with uh-huh. aluminum. And so that, hold on, hold on, because um, people so, don't know
0: what the aluminum
1: antacids are.
0: So, oh, what hi. are those? Yeah, totally. Um, so yeah. my Lanta
1: um uh, Gaviscon, those are a few that contain yep. aluminum. So just looking at the back of the, you know, bottle or the tablets that you have to see totally. if they contain aluminum. Um, and then, yeah. So you like your non-steroidal anti Yeah, the NSAIDs, like the Advils and the Excedrons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, like we talked about the painkillers, so your opioids can mm-hmm. be a big one. But it doesn't
0: even have to be those. I mean, even things like over-the-counter antihistamines can potentially do it. Um, some of the Psychopharm suite of medications you know, that you would take for uh, anxiety or depression, some of those, especially the more, um, the less frequently used ones, there's a couple of them that are just pretty known for being Uh, potentially challenging, but also things like calcium channel blockers for high blood pressure can do it to you. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: And also your supplements. Oh, they totally can. Like, Yeah. That's a,
0: I literally was on the, on a call with a client today, yesterday that is having to take iron because anemic and also now dealing with constipation, but there are types of iron that do not constipate use. and we will put some of those in the store for you. So don't don't just settle for you know whatever iron that the doctor has suggested that's constipating you. You don't have to do that. But you can
1: also get it from food, right? Totally. Um, your meat, seafood, dark yeah. chocolate, which yeah. who doesn't want to indulge on some more dark chocolate yeah. these days, and cooking with a cast iron skillet. So those are some ways that you can get more iron into totally. your diet. Um, and so then we also want to look into, you know, if, if the person has identified anything that makes their constipation worse or better to see if there's, you know, an emotional, um, or like change in schedule component to it, which we have to discuss. A well,
0: absolutely. And just the, the, the concept of, we don't, we aren't doing it so much now, but traveling. Well, another example, a lot of people talk about is, you know, the significant other, if you have a new significant other and and challenges pooping there can, can definitely be tough right
1: being uncomfortable to like go to the bathroom and spend some time in the bathroom and if you've been holding it in you might be spending more time in the bathroom yeah than you would otherwise yeah then yeah yeah at my house um the bathroom is like right in the middle of the living room and the main bathroom but there's a toilet in the basement so when people come over i let them know that. The poop bathroom is
0: downstairs. Totally. It's like the quiet little... People feel Mm -hmm. safe and comfortable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't hold Mm -hmm. your poop in. It's downstairs. Yep. I'm with you. We do have our poop preferences. That's for sure. Yeah. So what are some Mm -hmm. approaches that we could take to, um, you know, like stuff that's the regular stuff that we would try first before we try sexy stuff?
1: Right. So let's look at how much water Mm -hmm. you're drinking. You know, typically it's recommended to drink half your weight in ounces. So assessing where somebody is there, could they try drinking a few more glasses a day and seeing how. It and you could also feel. try
0: sparkly water. There, there are some studies, um, I think most of them that I've seen were in the elderly, but it would be something to trial because there were some interesting results with just carbonated water um, with constipation. Mm-hmm. yeah and then also mm-hmm. looking at fiber yeah you need to eat some of that uh, and it, in in this case we're lucky right because right? it doesn't particularly matter so much whether it's soluble or insoluble fiber you, just anything that has fiber like what are your favorite fi- f- favorite fibers oh my gosh
1: my favorite
0: fibers I oh them. yeah
1: that is a good one um or like putting a like a taco bowl together. So then you're getting some beans, you're getting some rice and a mix and some like leafy greens, and then a variety of different um vegetables depending yeah. on what you like. I think is a feels like a good way to make a BN for me. What about you? <laughs> um,
0: well, I gosh, what do I like? I my body does not flow this way, so I don't usually have this issue. Um, but I'll tell you what I tell clients, I typically say do something that's really easy. One of the ones that I use most frequently is probably ground flax because if people are smoothie drinkers, they can easily put it into a smoothie or you can, you know, shake it on top of a salad or sprinkle it on top of soup or it's kind of nutty tasting and it's pretty much delicious however you do it. And it's a relatively easy way to, to go. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Definitely. And there's lots of health benefits from eating more flax. So it's a good avenue. Um, And then there's also some supplements that, or, well, I guess the motility activator. Yeah. Anything that's that's a
0: prokinetic, right? Something that makes you move. So there's, there's a couple that we'll put in the store that I use a lot and I know you use them too. Uh, One is motility activator, which has, Uh, I always forget. Is the motility activator the one with the ginger and artichoke or is that the Motil Pro? One of them has the ginger and artichoke, which really works well. And the other has, I think, ginger and a couple other things and 5-HTP, which is a precursor to serotonin and it kind of gets things moving. Like we associate serotonin with mood, but actually it's one of the things that, one of the neurotransmitters that makes the gut move. So Uh, those two will be in the store if you're curious about trialing, but you could also do something as simple as drinking ginger tea.
1: Yeah. and Ginger tea is a great thing to have in our routine, um, as like a calming activity and boost the immune system and then also stuff stimulated. So, and you can find it at your grocery store.
0: You could also theoretically try probiotics, um, I don't think the landscape is quite as clear for constipation as it is for diarrhea in terms of what to try. Um, but you certainly do not want to try anything that has saccharomyces boulardii in it, because that would, that would be a mistake and bind you further. Uh, but any of the you know, over-the-counter um, probiotics you could certainly give a, a go to. We'll put a couple in the store that I like particularly much. And
1: then, um, also magnesium, um, magnesium citrate, Right. Yeah. There's a, can help get, there's definitely a bowel
0: tolerance to that, just like there's vitamin C. So either of those would be, um, good to try. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then you could also potentially have, you know, some brain involvement in this. Um, we really, I think are just at the very start of understanding how the brain influences the gut and likewise, but some of the things that I love to do, there's an app called happy inside that is gut directed hypnotherapy and cognitive behavioral therapy. So it literally there, there are literal meditations that help with constipation or diarrhea. Should you flow that way?
1: Which, how neat yeah, totally. is that? Um, and then also one that I've been excited about
0: was... Of the course you're potty. excited about that. Of course you are. Yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> um, their advertisements are obvious. The like ice cream pooping unicorn, which we can also mm-hmm. link in our show notes, just in case you need some humor during your quarantine. Yeah. Um, But it's so. I was actually looking at it, and it's it's an FDA registered general wellness advice, and um, what is it's called a defecation (laughs) advice, which I just found very entertaining. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it's you know supported by lots of doctors. There's been studies about it, and what it is is that it um, how we poop in the Western world is it actually like kinks our colon more, so it's not as easy to evacuate. So by lifting it, lifting your legs up helps to um, open that up a little bit more. So you struggle less to have a bowel so, movement. And they make like cute ones these days.
0: You have a cute little stool in your bathroom. Cause that's what every bathroom needs is, <laughs> is a, well you know is a cute little no I'm not aesthetics matter to I, I'm some not, people I'm not <laughs> arguing. I just think that's clearly necessary I mean you know a month ago I would have well more like six weeks now I would have been like really bidets in the U.S. no apparently now it's a thing <laughs> so what do I know <laughs> oh I
1: definitely made a buzz purchase Did you? A, a few weeks ago
0: oh. I did <laughs> has this
1: been installed yet well I it hasn't Then delivered, yeah. So, I I told you about my experience with looking at. So, the brand is called Hello Tushy, and I went to tushy.com just to check it out. And don't go to tushy.com unless you're looking for some adult (laughs) entertainment because it's not a bidet. What is
0: what? (laughs) Do you remember what the correct website is? Because you found it very the correct. The correct website is Hello.com. Hello sure. And so when I looked,
1: yeah. yeah. And when I looked, there was like quite a variety of different ones and like different colors. And then like a week later, they were sold out and like backordered on everything. But I was like, all right, I'm going to do this anyways. Like, who knows? Yeah. I would like to feel some <laughs> fresh water on my bum. Let's try it. Okay. We are- uh, so they're backordered. But later this month, I'll
0: give you a bidet. We're going to need update. a review. We're going to need a review. I'm sorry. It's just necessary. Yeah. <laughs> okay. My arm. So, and then sometime after that, we'll do other experiments, but we'll, we'll, we'll take that review first. So, okay. Okay. So Tessa, okay. when should you see your doctor? Like what kinds of things should we be looking for that, that we don't attempt to uh, fix this by ourselves and we actually go see somebody or, you know, telehealth a a, a professional? Right.
1: So definitely when somebody, uh, reports bleeding or yep. blood in their stools, that's a big, like, yeah, we got to go see a doctor moment for yep. me. Um, you know, if they have a history of hemorrhoids and there's something happening there, uh, and then, you know, reporting pain, like discomfort, and if it's impacting your quality of life and, you know, the the things that we have tried aren't making any progress and it's time to get a better look at what is going on. And if there's any structural issues there or something that, you know, we
0: can't figure out Totally wise. Sounds good to me. Well, what is our experiment of the episode?
1: Good question, Meg. So I was talking with some friends the other day and, you know, I was wondering, like, what's the average amount of TP squares that you guys use? because with the toilet paper shortage, I feel like a lot of us are assessing like, am I being wasteful with this? And I had a friend say that there was um, there was some company that actually like did a study to see what the mm-hmm. average was. And it was around like five to seven or something. Um, oh. But I think that's a good piece of homework for the rest of us in assessing how much toilet paper do we use you know, per trip to the bathroom. totally,
0: this is excellent. I will put it, I'll put a sticky note in my bathroom to remind me.
1: Oh, good. And then, you know, remind the rest of your family members and we can like, there's more data. I don't there. think
0: I want to know Tessa. I we don't compare. think I want to know. <laughs> I have an 11 year old boy in my okay, house. Do cause... you really want to know that? No, 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 Yeah. no yeah no. i mean i think the answer it's is kidding. too few i think that's the answer it's just too few <laughs> it, you don't no, not the me the boy oh <laughs> i think that's the only answer oh, we can come up with is too <laughs> few from the perspective of the person that does the laundry all right moving on <laughs> oh boy okay Well, that's our show.
1: That is our
0: show for today. So if you want to check out any of the supplements that we talked about, we talked about some non-constipating iron, some lovely magnesium citrate, a couple of different prokinetics like Motility Activator and Motil Pro. Maybe we'll throw in a couple uh, probiotics in there too for you to trial for constipation. Please do visit our website at www.snarkynutrition.com and you will find our store right on there
1: yeah um so if you like us please share comment um we're open to some positive constructive feedback if necessary and um what do our listeners have in store for next week meg do we know you know
0: i don't know that we know we had originally had a, a great pathway and then this pandemic hit i kind of feel like maybe i mean tell me what you think but i feel like maybe we should talk about anxiety I think that's yeah. a great
1: uh, it's a great next topic. Yeah, so while our graphics on our website are really entertaining for future episodes, uh, they might just be changing change. a little yep. bit as we kind of adjust to what is going on. So yeah, let's talk about anxiety next week. That cool. sounds great. And in the meantime, cover your mouth, wash your hands, take care of yourself. And if you are being subjected to things in social media or anywhere else in your life that's giving you... Anxiety making you feel bad?
0: Uh, Kindly unfollow, block, delete. Opt out. Absolutely. Opt out. out. All right. Have a good week, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Before starting any new food plans, supplements, or exercise programs, check with your doctor because you are a special unicorn with unique needs. We don't claim to cure any condition or disease and do not provide individualized medical or nutrition advice, because that would be dumb without doing an intake. Any products we recommend are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, although they may make your personality sparkle. Our statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration, because they wouldn't approve of the fart jokes.